When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, what up, darlings? It's your girl, Vivica Fox. Welcome to an all-new Hustle with Vivica A. Fox. We are going bigger and bolder. I'm your go-to girl for people, ideas, knowledge, inspiration, faith, love, truth, success, and of course, F-U-N fun. (laughs) Your hustle is going to get an upgrade with the most surprising, exciting, and fabulous guests from all walks of life. You're in good hands today, so don't forget to subscribe and download to Hustling with Vivica A. Fox. Okay, y'all, get on in here because I got me a thespian for y'all today. And her and I go back like Kool-Aid. My guest today is a force to be reckoned with who's been tearing up the screen for years. Talk about hustling. Baby, this lady right here has taken it to a whole new level. She's a producer, director, writer, Emmy-nominated, multiple NAACP award winner, known for an illustrious career, including The Young and the Restless, Diagnosis Murder with Dick Van Dyke, Eve's Bayou, Dumb and Dumber, and most recently, she's starring in the inspirational family film, Birdie, streaming on pureflix.com. And she's a director. She's directing The Rich and the Ruthless on BET+. Please welcome to Hustlin' with Vivica A. Fox, the unstoppable force and undeniable Victoria Raul. Oh my, oh my goodness, Vivica. That was like the best introduction. Oh, wow. Hey, you look amazing. Well, thank you. I just want to explain my look to everybody just really quick. Uh, We are in Pride Month. And so uh, a little bit later, I have to do another show. And child, I put on my, look at these eyes. I'm loving these eyes right here. Christina, my makeup artist, Christina Mitchell came and gave me some drag today. And then you over there with the glasses on. So we're both kind of sparkly in our own way, right? Well, and I did have to put on some caterpillars for you, especially. (laughs) But here go the glasses so I can see. I love that. (laughs) I love that. You know what's the craziest part about calipitters? Why do guys always get the best brows and best eyelashes? I don't I know it's oh, a crazy. It's, it's kind of a crazy thing. I don't know. Yeah. But they do, here they we just, are. Yes, honey. But we, we know. <laughs> but I had to glue mine on and I don't have a problem with that. They used to be longer, but oh well. So let's talk about you. You know, I, I learned something about you today uh, with my producer. I never knew that you are from Maine. Okay. Now there's 10 people left in Maine that are black. Okay. <laughs> there were 11 and then I left. But uh, yes. Viv, I am from Maine, born and raised. We were farmers. And I wow. many times asked myself, how did I go from pulling potatoes for real and plucking chickens to Hollywood? But I did. Wow. Yeah. So yeah. how, I mean, like you said, you you were basically like on the farm. You, you kind of like remind me like my mom and them. They from West Point, Mississippi, but made <laughs> this a woman made Vivica A. Fox. You know what I right, mean? Right, right. So, but you know, I say that when you learn those good ethics from beginning childhood, that you have no problem having a good work ethic. That's right. That's right. My foster mother, she had 10 children of her own. Um, I was her second family. Her children were grown when she took me in. Um, I grew up in foster care for 18 years. She always was my primary caregiver. Mm. And she gave me, she was a grandmotherly age. So when we were working that farm, I had other siblings there. I mean, with the animals, the canning, the um oh the sewing I mean it was like little house on the prairie but we were black. <laughs> I love it I love it so you were in the foster care system right was that difficult for you or were you fortunate enough to find someone that I call them guardian angels whoever is an angel that takes a child that wasn't wanted and brings them into their home I just consider them a guardian angel that God pick them for you. You know what I mean? To raise you and that you're mm-hmm. so successful. So your experience, because you had a, a wonderful, she had 10 other children. She had 10 other children. We referred wow. to them. I always call them aunts and uncles because of the age difference, mm. but she was my fortress. She was my wow. belonging. 
she, you talk about, you know, how you turn a tragedy into a triumph. Mm. Honey, I have a testimony. Um, Tell that, us about it. Okay. Um, you know, Agatha was this black woman. Her family was from the South, um, from South Carolina, North Carolina and South Carolina. And this is a woman that had suffered a radical mastectomy. She had a mm. curvature of the spine. She was the most beautiful woman to me. And she saw that I had this love of classical ballet. I know you know that I'm a dancer, Vivica, that you know that's my first um, that's my first profession. But she saw that I had this ability to dance. And that's really the quintessential mentor, right? The person that recognizes your natural talent. Now, Mm. I only had a pair of kids, but she sent me to that ballet audition (laughs) in Massachusetts and my kids. (laughs) You didn't even have ballet shoes? Slippers, no ballet gear. And, um, but she taught me the rudimentary steps of classical ballet from a book Mm. she found because we would not be denied. She was like, oh no, we're not underprivileged. I know that's right. Okay. And I got to that audition and I got that scholarship and it lasted for eight years, which got me to New York and New York, you know, got me to LA. So, so you didn't study ballet. You and your foster mother picked up a book. She saw that you had grace and all of that stuff. She saw something in you. Yes, you ma'am. then won a scholarship? Yes, we practiced. Wow. Those... <laughs> Vivica, when okay, I say- from no ballet slippers to a scholarship is amazing, Victoria. Yes, yes, Vivica, it is. We practiced those steps um, until that rug was raw in the living room. <laughs> Uh, and she played the piano. She was, she had a piano and she played that piano. We practiced it. And that's, I mean, that's the discipline. That's what I came to Hollywood with that basic discipline from farming and just like the I can spirit and taught, you know, you're not lesser than the bar is high for you. I'm setting the bar high for you, Vicky. And, um, don't take no for an answer. All right. I love that. That's where you're hustling began. Hey, all you true crime fans, this is Mike Ferguson. And this is Mike Morphe. And we'd like to invite you to listen to our podcast, Criminology. Launched in 2017, we've covered a variety of strange cases from murders to missing persons. Some of the cases are ones you may not have heard of. Other cases we cover are some of the most historic in true crime. There are 200 episodes of Criminology available to binge on right now. And new episodes come out every Saturday night. Subscribe to Criminology today, wherever you listen to your podcast. So then you go from Maine to New York. What was your New York experience like? Woo! Uh-oh. New York. <laughs> uh, New York, New York, which is finally back open again. I actually get to go to New York for the first time. You know, I, I mean, I'm used to going to New York a couple of times a year. I'm looking forward to seeing New York again. Right? Because when yeah. we step off the plane, we are in that energy, right? Yes, boom, yes. Boom, boom, boom. I mean, boom. okay, I was there. At 17, I graduated high school early. I was living there on my own at 17. So that was a whole experience because I'd won this full scholarship to American Ballet Theater, which of course, Misty Copeland is now the prima ballerina, the first black ballerina with American Ballet Theater. So proud of her. Me too, me too. Right, Yes. And so there I am. Um, We're talking the 70s. I was at Studio 54. No business in Studio 54, but I'm there with the rest of the day. I'm just dancing. You know, I'm just having a time. Oh, my God. Twirling, twirling. Everybody was there. Um, You know, you'd see Liza Minnelli go by and you'd see Diana Ross Mm. and you'd see Brishnikov and Halston. And I mean, it was just like it was incredible at the same time. Um, some of us would just lit in for free because we were young and beautiful and we were dancers, Mm. you know? Yes. I love it. I had that whole experience. And then of course the professional life of classical ballet, which is very tough as you know, oftentimes the only black person there. Were you the only black person there at, at times with the school, I would be the only black person. Wow. Right. Uh, maybe two, but it's like Mm. crazy. Like when people say, well, we have one, we have two, two is not enough. And 20 is not, is not, is not, you know, it's like crazy to, to, to give a quota on what's, what's the correct quota of blackness. Right. If you're good, you should be there. Not one, not 10. 
Exactly. Well, you know, it was a different era. Now, can I ask you this question in that era? Because, you know, this is what I love about this generation now. They love their body for all the skin that they're in. They're like, I'm going to be round. I've got thighs. Back then, you know, ballerinas, when you see, you know, I remember going to ballet back in the day and you used to be like, do those children eat? You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Is it just all ballet and stretching in this and the third? Did they give you a hard time about, you know, you, you have to be shaped like a white girl or, you know what I mean? Or because you're black, you know, your body's different than the rest. Did you ever experience any of that kind of underlying racism? Yes. And, you know, Mm. and, and, and body imaging. And here I was a black woman. I mean, I didn't have quite the chest I have now after two kids, but I have (laughs) hips, you know, I always Uh had some thigh and, um, you know, they would just tell me I was, I, I needed to lose more weight. And I'm like, mm. or, or at the bar, they, you know, the Russian teacher would say, or the Ukrainian teacher would say, popo in. You Ooh. mean, what like, does that it mean? the butt in, like tuck it. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, it's, it, I can't tuck <laughs> it anymore. Baby, I got it. I got it. Enjoy it. Right. But back then it was just too round for her. Right. It was, it was hard. That part mm. of it was hard because you're looking at your body and like, what's wrong with me? And, you know, and Misty Copeland talks about, you know, body imaging. Um, it was very hard. I'm not going to lie. Yes. It, was, it was tough. And then when I got to Hollywood, it was like, wait a minute, I'm supposed to have all the stuff that ballet told me to get rid of. Wow. Totally different shift. Now oh. you went from doing ballet to also some modeling, right? Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh my God. You know, ballet is so hard. Right. And yes, then to yes. be invited to 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 uh, be a part of 17 magazine mademoiselle mm. back in the day um working with patrick demachier and other photographers i mean and you modeled yes i did yes i did i mean to be honest with you victoria your story we have similar stories because i left went to new york tried to model i mean i was young I remember going and being in Manhattan from, I, I went to college so first in Huntington Beach. So for okay. me going from Huntington Beach to Manhattan, baby, talk about a culture shock. <laughs> I remember I was living in Hell's Kitchen. I told my mom, I said, oh my God, mama, I done moved to hell, literally, <laughs> because it was just so different from Huntington Beach, you know? Right, right, But right. I did that and I went to the modeling agencies and everywhere that I went, they were like, we already got a black girl that looks just like you. It was before the time when we all come in different colors and shades. Yeah. I mean, now we even see the, the children that have vitiligo, uh, Winnie, that yes. are big like that would have never been accepted in our area. She would have never had the courage to walk into a modeling agency right. and then land major contracts. So I'm just so glad that we kind of, you know, broke through the ceiling for these young children to have all of the wonderful opportunities that they that they're having. So you go from New York, now you go to Hollywood, LA. <laughs> what, 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 what's that next chapter like? Oh my God. Well, I was at the time married, just got you, married. You were married? Girl, it's oh, nine did months. I forget that? I forget that. It's did okay. I, forget? I didn't really advertise that too much. You know? <laughs> Girl, I didn't look, I didn't advertise my first marriage that much either. So we, we got something High else five. in common. High High five. Five. <laughs> so um, so there we were. I had a baby on my hip. And I got this audition. You know, you know the hustle, right? Yes, I had a baby do, on the hip, and I'm supposed to be like 27 or 25 or whatever. And I said, Oh no, I got to figure this one out. So I had Maya on my hip, and I go out to the audition and for ABC, and I mm. test twice. And you know mm. how tough that is. And I don't yes, get I it. Do. Uh-huh. And I don't get it. But before I get back on the plane, I couldn't wait to get back to New York because I didn't drive. Mm. So before I leave, my agent says, Hey, you want to audition for a soap? And I was just like, huh? I thought we were going after primetime and film. And they were like, no. <laughs> wait, a wait a minute, hold on, y'all. This, this, see, this is what you got to know about the arrogance of actresses, right? That somebody comes at the time and they're like, wait a minute, baby. I thought we were doing nighttime and now you're taking me to daytime? The nerve, you know? But, and, all right. And, and, and wait, and butt broke. Living okay. in a- and living in an Udio. That's so small. It's not even a studio. I'm living okay, in an it's Udio. A it's an Udio. <laughs> so um, I said, okay. They said it's number one. And I said, okay. And I auditioned and I got the part. And then, oh my God, Vivica, they said they were reloading, relocating me. And I was like, what's that? No, so, it's not theater. I, look, I got to ask again. <laughs> Victoria, you had no idea that you were auditioning for the number one soap opera in the world. 
Did I tell you I was a dancer? Yes, and, I know, baby, but come on. Our mom and them all grew up on Jill, uh, uh, Jill and, and Miss <laughs> Chancellor and, 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 and Vic and Victor and all of them. You going to tell me you had no idea about oh. Young and the Restless? Okay, Our mama's in time and stop still if you tried to bother <laughs> them during their stories. When their right. stories was, oh, you bet not. <laughs> I know. That's true. But full disclosure, Agatha watched some other soap. She was watching Days of Our Lives oh. and some other things. Okay. Uh huh. So okay. she was watching those shows. Right. So you know it. You know soap operas are um, like inheritances. Like you watch the soaps mm-hmm. that, but I, I wasn't watching any of that. I was trying to get a job. Yeah, you know, I know I that's tra- right. Totally. Tra- okay. I was totally hustling because I was getting my commercials. I was doing mm-hmm. my commercial runs. Oh yes, those paid the rent. What commercials mm-hmm. were you in, sweetheart? Oh my goodness, Ford. Um, Levi's, yes. Orange Crush, Bugles, where I had to do a triple turn. Never did a triple in my life, but for that audition, I sure did a triple. Landed uh, it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I did. I did a ton of commercials. I mean, I can't yes. even tell you. I did some TV, um, and then anyway, I knew I had to land this job because for me, it wasn't just about a job. I don't know about you, Vivica, but I had to get the jobs that I auditioned for. I mean, I put it all in. Mm -hmm, Me too. mm -hmm. Me too. Mm -hmm. So you land Young and the Restless. Yes. And here comes Drusilla. (laughs) Yes. I love Drusilla, honey. Drusilla (laughs) was spicy and everything. Now, was that character, was it a part that was written for you or was it a character that was created? That you then just came in there and developed it into Drusilla? Well, yes and no. But I will just tell you, Black women in the South wrote into the show. They wrote into CBS Good. and they said, look, we need to see someone that is different from Mamie. Because they love mm. Mamie, who was mm-hmm. the maid on the show. But they said, but this isn't all that we are. So right. really out of that fan mail was a demand for the character of Drusilla. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's that. how she came about. This was back in the day when fan mail, baby, if you didn't have fan mail, you might have been written out real quick. For like, real. Oh, babe, you not, like fan mail back in the day. Like I can remember back in the day getting like boxes of emails and would be um, a fan mail and would be like, oh, my God. OK, I'm doing good right. here. Fan mail. Literally back in the day, people would write in and characters could be written into a show or written out of a show. So Absolutely. I'm just so proud to hear that fans requested for some fresh blood and they wanted some chocolate. And That's it was you. Absolutely the truth. Everything you just said. Yes. I mean, the fan mail makes or breaks back in the day and still does by way of social media can make or break a character. So it was Black women in the South that created essentially Drusilla. Mm. So I knew the audience I was auditioning. I mean, I knew I knew the audience I was performing for. I knew that that was a big part of my audience, not exclusively the audience, but it was a big part of it. And so, baby, I laid into that character. I just put everything I had into her from ballet to I gave it everything I had. I love it. I love it. So now you just you, you mentioned something before we got into the fan mail thing about they told you now we have to relocate you. What was that like? Because now you have your baby. Right. You right. got the baby. You're like, OK, mama got a job. Right. Got to go from New York now to L.A. Right. Well, first of all, I'm a ballet dancer. We never heard of such luxury. Like, what do you mean? You're going to fly me and move my things across country so I can work for you. I'm from bus and truck country. (laughs) (laughs) So so that was exciting. Um, Getting an apartment that was two bedrooms. I mean, the whole thing, my whole life changed. I had Mm. to learn how to drive and get a car. And so there was a whole um, change in my lifestyle, essentially. And it was great. It was great. I was so excited. And then as I got onto the show, of course, the, the, the mail kept pouring in. I mean, from everywhere, like people love the character. People say, I can relate to this woman. Uh, we want to see her parents. We want to see if she has family. And as you know, many times with Black characters, we're just like sort of raised ourselves in the wild. You never see right. who brought us to the place. So Drusilla, shoot, including your character, I uh, really inspired like 12 contracts. Absolutely. Proud of and- that. And I just got to share a little, another uh, behind the scenes uh, moment with 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 me and Vicky. That's what we call you, Vicky. Yeah, that's right. Um, who is just you got a heart of gold. You really do. And I remember that I was wanting to get an audition for the 
movie Independence Day. And I was on Young and the Restless as Stephanie Simmons. And I, they, they were like, no, honey, you're just on a little soap opera at the time. Do you know the producer's wife, Bill Faye's wife was at home and saw me on Young and the Restless. And that was the reason why I got the audition. But wow. I remember that day, me and you, we were kind of rehearsing and it was me, you, Christoph, Shamar, uh, uh, Tanya. Tanya Lee. Yeah, Tanya Lee. And we were all, and I was kind of over there flustered in the corner and you could see something was wrong with me. And you were like, hey, what's going on? I was like, oh my God, girl, I'm finally going to get to audition for Independence Day and I really want to do it. And she stopped me like literally in my track show. She said, and I say this to this day, honey, don't wear your shirt on your sleeve. Now, first of all, I didn't know what she's talking about. <laughs> Let me just keep that real. I don't know. I was like, what you mean? My shirt on my sleeve. I, what, what? It's connected. What are you talking about? She's like, honey, don't ever let them see you sweat. Yeah. They will figure this out. You stay here, stay professional doing this job. Your agents will work it out for you. And That's they did. Right. I've never, ever forgot that because I was kind of freaking out, not like all in my way. And you just calmly pulled me to the side. Once again, those angels that come in your life that never know, you know, that they open up a door for you. So I just want to thank you. I don't know if you remember that story, but you did. You pulled me to the side and then I got the part and my life completely changed. You know, I love that you shared that. I'm, I'm, yes. so, and I'm so grateful that that you reminded me about that and yes. that how important it is for us to pull each other up. And yes. help each other. And, and just that this is so full circle being on your show right now. I know. I know we're still <laughs> like here. Okay. <laughs> we're still here. And, and thriving. And thriving. And I mean, because, <laughs> you know, I mean, Young and the Restless, you know, like I said, being the number one, the visibility yes. that you get you get from the show is, is amazing. Um, and do you have a, uh, do you mind if we talk about Kristoff for just a moment? I would love that. I don't mind yeah, at all. Good. You know, he, he's gone. The late um, Christoph St. John, who both of us, yeah. he played Neil on the show with you for years. And yeah. honestly, I kind of saw you at the the the, the um, um, at his uh, services and you were a little bit far away. And honestly, I didn't really know it was you because of the gray hair. I didn't even really, <laughs> you know what I mean? And I was just kind of, I saw, I ran into some other folks that yeah. we did generations with, mm -hmm. but Man, talk about an amazing guy yeah. that, you know, what was it like for you, your experience working with Crystal? Well, like you said, amazing. He was a, like a big kid and a teddy bear and so generous when we worked together, Vivica. Like he was always wanting to get into the sandbox and how can we make the scene better? You know, always concerned about others. He just wasn't. Um, he didn't have a mean bone in his body. He really didn't. Um, he really didn't. Just kind. It was for, kind. It was 14 yes. years. It was 14 wow. years. Wow. And when I had an opportunity to produce later on a, on a different platform, I asked Christoph, listen, do you want to do a movie with me? And, and I can get you in as an executive producer because that was a goal of his to produce. And he did produce a movie and I, in the past, and I, and I asked him if he wanted to collaborate and he was so like on, on board with it. And, and yeah. he did this movie in Atlanta and he just was so proud that we were able to work together again. And, um, of course it was a shock, Vivica, it was a shock to all of us, um, and a great loss, but he's always, he's there. He's, he's such a bright spirit. You know what I yeah. mean? Yes, so, I do. I miss him. We did a Christmas movie together where I was a producer on and he did such an amazing job that we were literally trying to figure out how to do a sequel. Yes. And um, because he he literally he left our set. I remember we did an all night shoot and yeah. he left the set and he's like, I'm probably going to get to lay down for an hour or two. And then I got to go to Young and the Restless to YNR. You know, he's like my mm -hmm. bread and butter. And he had no problem doing it. He's like, he drove himself to set, no ego. He didn't mind doing the work. And yeah. that's what I love about Christoph. Christoph was just tall, handsome, and gorgeous. And, and Christoph, just we dedicate this interview yes. to you and to your memory, Christoph. We love you and we miss you yes. always, you know. But uh, it was sad when he and shocking. So we'll move yeah. on. All right, let's talk about your kids. Let's talk about your kids. <laughs> How you're you have two adult children. And yes. how has your experience growing up allowed you to guide them, you know, on through your journey of success? You know, Vivica, I've learned to get out of the way. 
mm. and let and let my children be who they are. They they are their own people. Yes. And I realized that as much as I love what I do, it may not be what they want to do. And mm. I learned that early on. Mm. And they have um, flourished. Uh, Jasper is a music producer and he's yes. a, producer and a sculptor. He's 25 and Maya is 32 and she is a licensed forklift driver and builds sets for live music concerts and, and TV sets. And she breaks them down. Right. So you didn't let the, the fact that their mother was Drusilla, Victoria Waiul, who is who is actress, director and all of these things that you've got to get in the same field. You're like, no, find your own path. Absolutely. And I hire them, you know, where I can. <laughs> I hire them. <laughs> like, I, I love stupid. that. I know that's right. I know that's right. You're like, check it out. Come on, I need these sets built. We only got this amount of money. I need a little family love rate. Please, can I please get a family love rate for your mom? That's totally, that's totally where I'm at. (laughs) So we've had, yeah, so, 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 so they both um, in various ways, um, Jasper with music, I've licensed music from him for Jacqueline and Jillian for Rich and the Ruthless. Maya's been art director and has worked also as a production assistant. Yes. So, I mean, they're still kind of in show business, but doing it their own way. Exactly. I love that. I love that. Now, something else that I've, I, I, learned about you uh, with my producers that I didn't know was that you have searched for your father since the age of 15 and you located him and two half sisters. What was that journey like? I mean, because most of the time, you know, when people have grew up in the foster care system, that's the last thing. I mean, sometimes they want to, but if they've been got successful, they're kind of like, I'm good. I don't need to know what in you said, you know what? I want to know who my father is. Wow. Um, I just had to know who I was. I needed to know who the other half of who I am is. I mean, it just was organic. And I had learned who my mother was early on. I met her because of my foster mother, because my foster mother, Agatha, believed a mother is a mother is a mother and deserves to know where her children is. I mean, Agatha broke some child welfare rules, let me tell okay, you. Okay. But she said, oh, no, you're going to know who your mother is and we're going to invite her to the house. And look, she, she's, she was a saint and a miracle in my life. Mm. But I think that seed planted really gave me something. And I needed to know who my father was. I needed mm. to know what this I'm not saying my mother's strength isn't in me, but I had a I had a very deep root in me that was powerful. And I needed to know who my father was, because I knew he was mm. a part of that root in me. Okay. And so I've hired a genealogist mm. with Ancestry.com. Okay, Ancestry.com. Endorsement, okay. endorsement. <laughs> Ancestry.com works, y'all. If you, if you got some questions, they can help you put, put the pieces together. Wow. Yes, now, yes. did you go in alias or did they know who you were? Oh no, I went all, I went, I went in with both feet. I wasn't playing I know, around. That's right. mm. I said, I'm done tinkering around. I was tinkering. I was doing all those different things in 23 and me and bloom, 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 and put all the pieces together. And if I couldn't put it together, I said, gosh, darn it. I was going to Australia. They had the big fires. I was celebrating a friend's big birthday party over there. I said, well, we're not going now because of the, you know, those huge, those huge yes. fires. they yes. I said, I'm going to take this bucket of money and I'm going to put it into finding my father once and for all, hopefully with prayer. So um, I just gave them everything I had and I had to get the DNA test done. Um, and at first um, that was a little tricky, um, but I, I learned, look, you got to turn over every stone till you see green. I know you know what that means, Vivica. And I looked at the obituary. I mm. found, I found out who my father was and my uncle was, and I read the obituaries and there I saw I had two sisters and one thing led to the next. I was able to reach out to uh, a cousin that I found a few years earlier, like a fourth mm. cousin. And by the grace of God, they had a relationship with someone who knew one of my sisters. Now that's a God shot. Okay. Now, come on. Yes. And she agreed to take the test and without a shadow of a doubt, we were half sisters. She was my sister. Now, did you get a chance to meet your father or he had passed? 
he had passed. He had oh. passed some six years ago. But my sisters and I, we didn't hesitate. I, I was directing um, a movie for uh, BET mm-hmm. uh, on the couch. You too. Yes, I know. <laughs> I know. And I, so I was um, in Maryland where they live. Mm. What are the chances? Wow. And we got together. We wore our masks. We, we, we said, we got to meet. That, oh my God, the- this just happened recently during we, COVID. During COVID, we got to meet. I had Thanksgiving dinner, um, COVID. Oh, look, wow. I, I had my greens a country mile away while they oh. sat on the other couch. Mm. Well, we, we, we got together. We I got together. Yes, it's been amazing. So you found your sisters and you were starting to put the pieces of your family puzzle life together. Did you feel like, okay, now I can move forward? Are y'all still in contact? What's the situation now? Yes, um, we're very much in touch. Um, I saw more family in South Carolina. That's where my father's from. Mm. Um, And he met my mother in Maine, you know, all joking aside, but he was a black Marine. Wow. So, And that's how they met. Okay. And we'll never know, you know, it could have been like a, a dalliance and, you know, he was, he was gone. So I'll never know what happened there. He was young and she was young and, and, and here I am. And I just always look to the greater good. I'm like, I got 10 fingers and 10 toes. Yes. I'm so grateful to be on the planet and participate. And I, and I thank them, you know, rather than going to the woe is me, I, I really try to look at the wow is me. Yes, because you had Agatha, honey, your guardian angel, okay? Your guardian angel made sure you became successful by all means necessary. Now, let's go on and talk about some of the work that you do for on behalf of education, arts, foster, adoptive. You you went to Congress and you said, listen, we're going to talk about diversity issues. What was that experience like for you? Well, I had a couple of experiences. The Congressional Black Caucus, I was able to read to many congressional members. Um, and, and that was an empowering experience for me. Also to talk on Capitol Hill um, with Americans for the Arts about how important it is for diversity in socioeconomically more depressed neighborhoods. Like I grew mm. up in Roxbury, Massachusetts. Like we love to dance. We love to learn. Um, uh, it, it, you know, all things in the arts and also behind what's in the arts. We want to teach. We want to go to university. So um, it, it was amazing. I sat on that board for three years and I just continued and I still continue. I went ahead and got my um, teaching license from American Ballet Theater mm. um, when I was over 50 years old. They invited me to get my my, my teaching license and it's important. I was teaching before then, but I said, why not get the accreditation from American Ballet Theater yes. um, as a black woman and a black I love teacher? That. I mm-hmm. love that. So, so, you know, you know, she's went and talked to Congress, but you've also had some trials and tribulations with the show that you were on for 14 years where you had to tell Young and the Restless about themselves and them not, you know, taking care of the brothers and sisters on the show. And it cost you some work, right? That was a tough, tough thing for you to go through, right? Because I mean, when I worked with you on Young and the Restless, you were literally the darling of CBS. You had Young and the Restless. You had your show with Dick Van Dyke. So when I found out about this, I was like, wow. I would have. Th- I just never thought that you, who was their darling, who had a, di- a daytime show and a nighttime show, that they was putting you through changes. Well, you know, you can never underestimate the counterintuitiveness of racism. Oh, okay. And um, I never imagined, because when you look at the aggregate of both shows, I was there for 22 years, you might as well say. Yes. 14 on one, eight on another, doing them Thanksgiving and Rose Bowl parades and everything in between. Yes. And I asked for the simplest of things that created parity for not only myself, but the other Black actors. Um, could we have a black hairstylist and a black you know, makeup artist? And can I invite some of the black press that hasn't been invited for seminal moments? And when I went upstairs and recommended at the time we had Jet, the publicist said, what's Jet? So, so I really, I really stayed the course. And, you know, um, 
sometimes when you start marching, there's a group, but when you look behind you, sometimes you're alone. Yes. And I, because of my foster care background, because of Agatha, I had the intestinal fortitude to see it through. And today we have black cameramen. Yes. Today we have more black makeup and hairstylists across the board on soap opera. Because for me, Vivica, it wasn't just about Young and the Restless. It was about that genre, the one of the oldest genres on, in television. I wanted to see change. Today, because of that challenge, I was able to see the first Black writer hired with the National Urban League by my side hired. Um, and now uh, there, there are more Black writers um, across the board in, in daytime drama television. So I'm very proud of that. Good. And, you know, like you would think, like you said, something that you would think that they would say, of course, you should have someone that understands your hair, your skin color. Of course, because African-Americans are so supportive of daytime television that, of course, you should be featured in the magazines and we should educate ourselves about Jet, Ebony, you know, Black Hair Today, Essence, everything. I mean, why? that's who you are. They can't take that away from you. So the fact that you stood up for that is the reason why so many youngsters of today get to shine in magazines that when you go there, that without a doubt, of course, they're going to hire someone that knows how to do black hair. And it ain't going to be the person that says, no, I know how to curl their hair. Or I know what kind of uh, uh, hairspray they use. No, 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 baby. We need somebody that needs to get them edges and knows <laughs> the, the skin color. You know what I'm saying? And then right. ain't no doubt. And then, because I remember back in the day having a couple of fights myself that you would go and like, I could have just done my own makeup, my damn self. And sometimes they would leave it up to, for us to do it, our own self. Like, well, you do it yourself. But it's like, no, I too, just like my white actors should look as beautiful and glow and have my hair looking just as as groomed as theirs. So, I mean, exactly. I mean, I can remember those fights sometimes too. Now, without hesitation, they come to you who you want to do your hair and makeup. You know what I mean? Precisely. Precisely. So, you know, I'm, I'm glad that, you know, us standing up and not being afraid to stand up paid off. And, and let's say, and let's just say when you're the first one, you're going to get some, some bruising. Yes. When you're the one that's creating a door to walk through, um, there's going to be a fire on the other side of it. You've got to just keep walking through it. And it's painful. Um, and not everybody wants to be aligned. Sometimes you're going to be persona non grata when, when, when you're fighting for this. But boy, let me tell you, um, Bob Johnson sure did reward me for my hard work. In what way? Well, you know what? You think things are being done to you, Vivica, and they're being done for you. Yes, ma'am. And if I never had that challenge, I may not have grown to the extent that I realize I, I, I could have grown. You know, I'm in that I'm in that moment. I get what you just said. I just totally get that, that you just said, wait a minute, because that 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 chapter ended a whole brand new chapter that I may not have ever seen for myself happened yes. because you are now a successful writer, producer director. I mean, you know, like we we got to go gracefully into, well, you know, sometimes we had to fight and scream, scratch to get there, but gracefully we were able to become, because now I'm directing too. So let's yes. talk about that. Another thing we have in common. Yes. So we'll explain to you guys that we're both directors. I'm a first time director and we, I got my first time directing experience because of BET Her on the Couch which is where we address issues that normally in the African-American community, we don't like to talk about, such as uh, mental illness, homelessness, domestic violence. What was your experience like? I had such an, and congratulations, Vivica. Thank you. Um, I know you knocked it out the park. My experience was, first of all, I was just gratitude for the opportunity with Mega My Media and BET. Um, her and the couch and to be able to, I addressed um, mental illness in a black family. Um, And um, it it was really powerful. It was a black family in denial for, for for the reasons you just described, like nobody wants to talk about it's taboo. We don't want to talk about it. We don't want people in our business airing our laundry. He's fine. Exactly. There ain't nothing wrong with us. We're okay. And it's like, no baby, we got no, we're not. So we have to do it's it's about prayer, but being, you know, you have to do more with prayer. And so this particular young man in this family was suffering from um, uh, post-traumatic stress disorder. 
Mm-hmm. And the family just didn't want to face it. And it was really powerful. And everyone worked really hard. Again, we shot during COVID and um, it aired last year and it's available now. And um, I'm proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> we did it. OK, yeah. see those things we keep having in common. So let's talk about your current work. You're now starring in the movie Birdie, which is streaming out on PureFlex.com, an inspirational family film that highlights the themes of forgiveness determination, and starting over. Tell us a little bit about this project. So Birdie is directed by Greg Allen Williams with the most remarkable actors. Um, In particular is uh, Kyrie McAlpin. She's like a Disney darling, um, an amazing young actress. She plays my granddaughter. And it really addresses um, criminal justice and the reemergence of a young man from prison and taking his life back. And he wants to get custody of his of his daughter. Mm. And so me and my husband, also played by Greg Allen Williams, we're not giving up this child so quickly. So we see this tug of war and, you know, just reckoning and forgiveness mm. um, and then, you know, working very hard to become whole again as a family. Um, it's a powerful movie. We shot in Oklahoma um, and, and, and it was a beautiful experience. Yes. Now, you also directed the BET Christmas series, A Rich Christmas, starring Bill Bellamy, Vanessa Williams. What was just that? I mean, what a great <laughs> cast that is. I mean, you know, what was that? I mean, for you to be like, and action. That's what I love. I love that. I was like, somebody feel me saying this. Action, you know what I mean? Because usually we're waiting on that, you know, and there we go, you know. What was it yep. like for you to direct Bill Bellamy and Vanessa Williams? Oh, it was, it was a dream. It was heaven, you know, easy peasy. Bill yeah. is such a pro. I love and, Bill. Right. Who doesn't love Bill? <laughs> um, and it's a it's it's a drama with with some levity in it. Okay. Uh, about this Christmas movie uh, about a spoiled daughter and <laughs> and her escapades. Mm. Um, so it, it was it was wonderful. Uh, we shot right close to Christmas, mm-hmm. um, and we work really hard again during COVID shooting a major Christmas movie. Um, it's tough. Denise Boutte stars in it as well. Um, you'll recognize a number of faces in the movie. Um, I can't say enough about it. Um, as a director, it gives me great pleasure to be on the other side of the camera, Vivica, mm-hmm. because I'm a I'm an actress director. I I know what they need. I know when they need space. I know yes. when they want to play in the sandbox and give them that opportunity to bring more life to the scene. I know what that is, and 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 it's always magic. I right? love it. I love it. I love creating movie magic. I really do that. We can take literally something from a piece of paper and get the hire the actors, get the scenes and make people go on a journey with us. I just think that's just such a blessing. And I love making movie magic. Now, I'm going to ask you this because um, we're going to start coming to the close of things, which I could talk to you all day, child. Um, but you've won awards and you've had so many wonderful things um, that you've experienced and of uh, and accomplished. What has been the most rewarding for you, Victoria? The most rewarding for me is happening now is Mm. the opportunity to produce four seasons of The Rich and the Ruthless on BET Plus right now. Okay. So that's four seasons. That's so many jobs in front and behind the camera, working with hiring people like Richard Brooks, um, Christelle Wilson, Michael Collier, Robert Richard, to hire these beautiful actors season after season um, to be able to create new content, to Mm. be invited to direct A Rich Christmas, for example. (laughs) Um, It's it's wonderful to be recognized um, now and in the future uh, of what All Black Lives Matter has meant and 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 the loss of so many souls. God bless his oh. soul, George Floyd. Yes. We've marched more than for a moment, but for yes. ad finitum. And to be able to produce four seasons of The Rich and the Ruthless, my John Pump yes. soap opera on BET <laughs> Plus, um, that has afforded me the opportunity to hire 
behind the camera, black yes. and brown, mm. to hire in front of the camera actors like Richard Brooks and Crystal Wilson and Michael Call, your Robert Richard, all these people that you know. Yeah, no, um, I love Robert Richard. He played I my know. son too. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Everyone that you're saying, I mean, I'm just so glad that now we're all working together. Yes. Usually it was just one of us on the set and you might get the son or somebody to do drive by, but to yes. be there and the whole production and cast and director is African-American. It's just, it, it's like, you got to pinch yourself sometimes. Like, look at us. Yes. Look at us, you know, <laughs> yes. look at us, you know. But Vivica, I got to say what an inspiration. When I was in my Valley, what an inspiration you were and have remained for me to know that you got your hair care business, your hairline, to see you out there hustling. Mm -hmm. And for me, hustling is a royal word because okay. you got to be hustling. All right. You got to be pounding the pavement to make that some coin. Mm -hmm. um, and so I, I, I have to say that because people have to know that there are peaks and valleys and you mm. have to look to people to inspire you to get on say out. It. Say it. So um, know that you have represented that to me and so many. You know, and people don't understand also that, like you said, there are peaks and valleys. A lot of people don't make it out of the valleys. Do you know what I mean? Everybody, if it's not all great and groovy and everyone's singing your praises all the time, that when you go through that valley, how do you recreate yourself? How do you find that next chapter? You know, I, we've both seen people come and go, haven't we? Yes. Oh, yes. We have. We have. Mm -hmm. So, you know, to figure out that new chapter was definitely my hustle that I said, OK, this isn't working right now. OK, let me go to the theater because y'all so caught up on my love life and the magazine <laughs> and the blogs and this and the third that y'all forgot that I can act. I didn't. Yes. So I had to go swallow that pill, reintroduce myself, recreate a new chapter for myself. And you've done that, too. How has your hustle made you the successful woman that you are today? unstoppable. Hey, say it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. She said unstoppable, honey. Don't you dare come over here trying to steal my joy or my shine because it ain't going to happen. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Because yeah. I mean, I just look at you today. I mean, I'm girl, I haven't embraced the gray hair. I've been fortunate enough. When did you get the gray hair? That's what I want to know. When did that chapter come? You know, it started creeping up in the, in the late 30s. It started creeping up. Really? Are you like, premature oh. gray? Yes. You were? Yes. Oh, my goodness. Yes. And I said, oh, no. Oh, no. We, we can't have that. Right. And so I said, well, let me go blonde. So I, I went through my blonde phase. And that killed and then you. I, yeah, that's you know, hard and, and, on the hair. And it's yeah. too hard. So right. I said, okay, well, let, 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 let me keep doing the touch up. And, right. you know, and then you're on the road and then you got to keep touching <laughs> it. I said, oh, okay. I finally said, okay. And then I embraced some wigs and I said, okay, I'm, I'm totally going. I'm going for it. And I said to myself, I bet if I cut my hair, I bet this whole head of hair that's brown is gray. <laughs> and, and it was? And it was? Well, I buzzed my head. I buzzed my hair. I really? buzzed my yeah, I buzzed my hair a while ago, but I wear wigs so people don't know what's going on under the action, you know. Right. Me too. I know you see me. I'm over here. I'm purple today. I'm doing pride. So, you know, so but I love it on you because most, I mean, you know, in our business, like, oh my God, to show up with gray hair. Oh my God. Right. Oh, I'm aging. Oh my God. The tragedy of it. All. But you, I think it actually makes you look younger. Yeah, it does. It works for me. It works yeah. for me. And, and I just say, embrace who you are. Embrace all it. of who you are, whatever that is. Go for it, do it, write it, be it. Mm, I love that. Well, that leads us perfectly into today's hustle hack. Today's hustle hack is hashtag the rich and the ruthless. You can always rise above obstacles, darling. Know that, you know, it's about creating your own door to bust through. Okay, walk through that door gracefully. If sometimes you got to kick it open, do that too. But create your own journey and your own path. You're going to have naysayers out there. There's going to be people that don't get you. And that's okay. Always believe in yourself and your talent. Do the work. Know that no one owes you anything. If you want success, go out there and achieve it. You can be rich and honey, you can be ruthless with it too. But shine. Life is good. Enjoy it. I want to thank my my queen for rolling through me on the day. You're Hollywood royalty in, in my eyes. You really are. You're just an amazing woman. Tell our friends out there where they can find you at on social media. 
at Victoria Rowell on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook, and all the websites are up. The Rich and the Ruthless. So besides acting and directing, you also have a, a DIY business? Yes. Now Tell us I about know that. You, oh, you got it. Um, I know you're about merchandise and I need to learn more <laughs> from you offline. But um, I knew that there was a space for black designers that just um, we, we're not there. I mean, mm. when I studied the DIY decorative space, I mean, where are we? And mm. we've been decorating for hundreds of years out of necessity, okay. repurposing mm. things like mm. Agatha would say, we'll turn that um, on its side. That's going to be a bookcase. OK, <laughs> you know. <laughs> That is my girl. Yes. So, so anyway, I had this show idea, Trash versus Treasure, because I was <sighs> dumpster diving in New York at 17 with my friends, you know, dancers, you know, great, great stuff on the sidewalk in New York City. Are you kidding me? Mm. Oh, my goodness. You know, I go up on Park Avenue, Madison Avenue. OK. Further away. Oh, yes. Mm. So anyway, private for the fall. And Goodwill is my friend. So I went ahead and created this show, which is helping low income to below poverty line women in some cases, how to flip their sleeping spaces with what they have, use furniture and new things. I love it. And um, I cross LA, across California to Jamaica. And I know Jamaica is a favorite place of yours. It is. I'm going there to celebrate my birthday finally again. I missed it last year because of COVID. Yeah. But um, Trash versus Treasure is really about empowering women um, Mm. and their sleeping spaces with their children and teaching them how to reimagine their space without having to spend a lot of money. All right. So it's basically taking that trash and turning it to a treasure. Yes. 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 I know. Yes. Honey, Goodwill was my friend too, honey. I remember when I didn't have no money and was a, a struggling actress, waitress that honey, I went to Goodwill. I made some, some drapes. I figured out my, my bathroom, my bedroom was fabulous because of compliments <laughs> of Goodwill. So don't turn your nose up at Goodwill. You know, right. where there's a will, there's a way. Make it good. <laughs> endorsements. <laughs> okay. So my darlings, I want to thank my beautiful guest, Victoria Raul, for joining us today and make sure you check out The Rich and the Ruthless. It's on BET Plus going into its fourth season. Darlings, you can find me at Miss Vivica Fox on Twitter, at Miss V Fox on Instagram. I am verified. I got my blue check and also follow at Stage 29 Podcast too. Don't forget to subscribe, review, download, and listen to Hustling with Vivica A. Fox. Available on Apple Podcasts or wherever you want to listen. Until next time, darlings. Bye for now. This has been a Stage 29 podcast production. The podcast is executive produced by Patty Chiano, Laferne Cusack, and Stephanie Kaysen. Our audio editors are Jackson Ruff and Jonathan DeMatty. Callie Keltz is the social media producer. And a special thanks to the rest of our podcast crew, Rwani Horinage, The Hustling Cusack, with Vivica A. Fox Lisa podcast Clark, is for Brown, informational and, and entertainment Kaler. purposes only and is not intended as a replacement or substitution for any professional medical, financial, legal, or other advice, diagnosis, or treatment. This podcast does not constitute the practice of medicine or any other professional service. The use of any information provided during the podcast is at the listener's own risk. For medical or other advice appropriate to your specific situation, please consult a physician or other trained professional.